This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 9 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the May 6th show in Medford, Massachusetts at the Chevalier Theater from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Reunited and it feels so good. Dave, it's so good to finally be not only seeing Weird Al shows with you again, but we actually sat next to each other, so uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, this is the first of two shows that we're going to see at the Chevalier Theater yeah. in Medford. And it's also the first two-show, uh, or I guess two-show city of the tour. Yeah. So we just came back from the concert. It's, uh, let's see, it's, oh, it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Surprise. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning, we were in Ethan's hotel room, which is directly outside of of Interstate 93. So yes, uh, you hear... What exit did we get exit off? Exit 27. <laughs> That's right. The, so uh, That's the, when, when Frank books our hotels, uh, <laughs> we, we ask for them to be Weird Al references whenever possible. Yes. And so, we also ask uh, for him to put our room facing the highway so it interferes with our recordings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, sorry so if you hear. <laughs> if you hear cars going by, if you think you hear cars going by, you do. It was so loud that I, I went to close my window and learned that my window was already closed. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's not a decent, it's a pretty decent place. Yeah. I mean, in the past week, I've stayed in. Uh, well, I didn't stay in that Poughkeepsie place that you stayed in, which was uh, kind of was... kind of creepy. But then the place we like Seekonk or whatever, yeah, that was kind of a gross place. <laughs> that was like one of the grosser hotel rooms <laughs> I've ever stayed in in my life. Um, but then I had much better luck uh, in Maine and um, New Hampshire. I'm Vermont, sure you want to hear all about our hotel rooms. That's why you tuned in to this <laughs> Dave and Ethan's Hotel Ranking <laughs> Podcast. We should um, do that. We should, we should do that. Top five Se- hotels on this tour. Episode, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Sure, we will. Um, so I had to work today, and then I hopped on the road. Uh, my GPS said three hours, and I made it here in just about three hours. Oh. <laughs> I did not have to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I hopped on the road. My GPS said it was probably about three hours as well. A little bit longer, I think, but uh, I got here in five hours. There was a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. It was raining the entire time. Um, oh, wow. See, I didn't have any rain, or or I had a little bit of traffic near the end, but... Um, yeah, there was a lot of traffic. Uh, so, I mean, that was, it was the only... Uh, yeah. it, it is a Friday, so I guess you know, Friday, sometimes yeah, people get out of work true. early on Friday. Um, but yeah, checked into the hotel, and then we went right over... Um, yeah, we... To, to Medford to find a parking spot and find some food. Um, we ended up parking at this one spot, and then uh, on the way to that spot, we had passed this place that we ultimately went to, but not before we tried to get some pizza. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, I mean, at downtown Medford, I mean, the little bit that we saw, it had a few restaurants. Uh, there's a Thai place we're going to go to tomorrow, but uh, there's a... Uh, 
Yeah, there was like a, a sandwich and ice cream shop, which was which we ultimately ended up at. But as we're walking towards that sandwich and ice cream shop, we walked past a pizzeria, and I was like, oh, we'll just get pizza. That that'll be quick. Uh, yeah, just grab a slice. Grab a slice, right? So it's a pizzeria, right? So you walk in, I say. Pizzeria about an hour before a big concert. Right. Like, there there is, was a lot of people there. Six o'clock. Yeah. This is six o'clock, you know. Prime, prime yeah. you know, dinner like, hour, yeah. right? Well, it was, yeah, 6.30, you know. I guess 6.30, probably closer to 6.30. 6.30, still, either way. But still, it's it's, time, it's right? right, you know, up two blocks from the venue. Walk There's in. a big sold-out concert. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we walk in, we ask for, <laughs> I'd like to get a slice of pizza. Oh, we're sold out of slices. <laughs> You're a pizzeria. You're you'd, sold you'd out expect of them to say... Uh, oh sure, that'll be ten minutes. Or, yeah, I have, or, so I have to make another pie. Or nope, we're sold out. We're sold out. Sold out. Like we just kind of looked at each other, like what? <laughs> like okay, okay, thanks. And left. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on with pizzerias in Massachusetts. Maybe that's my problem. I mean, it's I don't know. New York. Yeah, New York, that's New true. Jersey's that's the, true. The pizza capital. <laughs> they don't have the right water here. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know what's going on. Um, so there was no slices at the pizzeria. So we did walk like a couple, like right next door to that uh, sandwich place. And I'm glad we did because that was actually that was good. Yeah, it was good. I don't remember. It was like Caroline's or something. Yeah, I don't remember. The and name um, they did have a Ruben on the menu. <laughs> and a couple uh, they, weird references. Yeah, there was the menu. well a couple very. Obscure, obscure, right? like really big stretches that <laughs> you know. Of course, Dave and I are looking for. Um, no, but it was good. We went there, and then we walked over to the venue, and um, the venue is like a an old high school auditorium, and right next to it is in the old high school, which is now apartment buildings, and. Um, yeah, we, we they checked our. I'm trying to think. Was there anything exciting that happened? No, I mean, as they, we're they, going they, in, they, they, yeah, they uh, lined up. There was a long line, but it went quickly. Uh, you know, they checked our vaccination, stamped us with a little stamp that said we were over age 21, which I don't understand what that has to do with. I think that's just the only stamp they had. <laughs> and uh, and then you know went in. It was a tiny little. I mean, I, I guess the, oh, the old man. They made me empty out my water bottle. I bought a. Weird Al, one of the Weird Al water bottles that they sell at the merchandise booth that I've been using, you know, so I can bring water in to drink during the concert, and they made me empty it out, and they told me I could refill it inside, which didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, was there even, a, like, a water fountain There was inside? a water fountain. I did, I oh, okay. did find one. But the, going in the lobby was this tiny, tiny little lobby. Like, it was impossible. Like, there was food and, and merchandise all crammed in this little area, and, like, hard to move around in it just not laid out well at all oh it was terrible yeah so it was like it's hard to to describe but like in the center of a rectangle was the bar and popcorn and snacks and either side of that rectangle was the men's room on the left the ladies room on the right and then out uh in front of the ladies room was the merch so it was just like a very small lobby everyone was trying to get different places and there were lines and and stanchions it was Kind yeah. of a mess. And I, kind think, of... I think Ethan's hotel room is bigger than the lobby of this place. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was awkward, and I just... Yeah, it was not. It was it hard to move around and everything. Yeah, so... Uh... It's not a very COVID-friendly environment. And then it was, it was odd, because in order to get to the seats, you had to go upstairs. Yeah, yeah, so... Which, number one, it didn't seem like it was very, like, ADA-friendly. No. I don't know if they had an elevator. There, I did see an elevator okay. in my travels. 
but but before we went up, we of course uh, yeah. took a look at the merch stand, and it was it was kind of awkward. Like usually, I go over and say hi to to Marnie, or um, you know, but there really wasn't it wasn't easy to no, get over I, there because it was just it was such stand. it was so mobbed, uh, which is great. I love that they're selling stuff. Um, they did have an exclusive poster. This was from the Boston show um, on the Strings Attached tour, which I went to that show. Um, that's the one where I got the smashed guitar. Um, and it was that great um, My Bologna poster where it's Al's face in a pack of bologna. <laughs> <laughs> so they had that for sale for $60. Uh, seemed like a very limited supply. Um, and by the end of the show, those were all sold out. Sure. Um, it was a smaller footprint, so... Uh, while they did have Bermuda's book, I did not see Jim and Steve's CDs mm-hmm. and um, no bonus stuff like a, an old lunchbox. There was no, like, I don't think so, right? I didn't see anything out of the us- unusual. I did notice that, that you know, the uh, the Hawaiian shirt was back, but you mentioned that on a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, so but Hawaiian shirt. But this first time I've seen it back. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, everything everything was there, it looked like, except for the shoelaces, like you said, and Steve and Jim's shoes. Right. Right, uh, but again, it was hard to get over near that. Near that, I, I do want to back up a little bit because there was something interesting that happened in line. Surprise for us! We're walking in, and, and I see in the distance a chicken hat. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who's been to a bunch of Weird, a bunch Al, of weird shows. Al shows or listened to our episode where we talked about it with this particular guest, Alicia Bonviri was there, which was yes. a surprise because I didn't even realize that she had moved to the area. Her and her husband Gus. So yes. So nice. To How s- cool! Surprised to see them. Happy surprise to see them. So. I think the last time I saw Alicia was at the um, the uh, what is I always forget the name of it. The Virginia Wolf Trap, Wolf Trap. It was the yeah. Wolf Trap show. Um, and then she FaceTimed with Gus. So that's the last time I saw him was <laughs> when she FaceTimed with Gus and we said hi. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in the distance, uh, I did notice somebody wearing a red Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast t-shirt. Yes. And our good friend Johnny O'Hearn and Heather. Yes. So that was really great. Heather Spunky Siren. Yes. We're there. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's much easier to remember Spunky Siren than I, I don't even know what her last name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Spunky Siren is uh, much easier, and um, they were. I think they were wearing. Did we talk about the pins she made on the episode? Yeah, we talked about it. We did talk we about did, them. We did okay. talk about it, but you can talk about it again. Yeah, no, I mean the the pins are just <laughs> incredible. So it was really cool to to see those. I um. I saw mine when I was like getting stuff ready today back home, and I was like, I really want to wear these, but I love them too much, and I don't want them to get lost or damaged. <laughs> so, you know, the damn uh, collector's mentality where it's one to right. have, one to keep, right. you know? Exactly. <laughs> Got to be careful with them. Um, See, inside, uh, inside we did... We did finally catch up with, with the, uh, Alicia and Gus and uh, ran into Jacinta. In, in, yeah, in and Jacinta... Well. And um, she had, yeah, she had actually participated in the VIP uh, session. Yeah, she won Jeopardy nice. uh, today. I so won Jeopardy. She won Jeopardy, so she had the medal. Uh, it was really cool. Um, and, yeah, we... Um, 
chat with them out in the lobby. Somehow we found room someplace in the lobby to actually talk, <laughs> to, talk to them. <laughs> I don't know. Although, while we were chatting, um, people, we're near the, because it's so small, so we're kind of near the ladies' room. People thought we were in line for the ladies' room. <laughs> today. <laughs> so, like, probably 15 people came up, and then we we're just like, we need to move somewhere else. Um, yeah, so we went in, and uh, we found our seats, and... Um, I'm yeah, trying I mean, to think if there's anything exciting there. <laughs> I don't think so. Not really. I mean, uh, we were sitting off to uh, the Stephen Ruben side of the stage in row K, so a little bit further back. This is the furthest back I've seen him on this tour so far. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the way the stage was spread, we're really closer to, to Ruben's side than, than necessarily Steve's side. More in front of Ruben. <laughs> Than, than Steve, but you know that's the side of the stage we're on. I don't know. We weren't sitting very very long, and then uh, 7:59 rolled around. J.W. Halford came out in his. It wasn't the Jeopardy. It wasn't no, the it was sparkly like a Jeopardy. It was nice like a suit. Yeah. <laughs> like well, a... I wouldn't say a nice suit, but it was a nicer <laughs> suit than uh, the Jeopardy. Surprising. <laughs> And uh, he did, instead of say hello, Medford, he said, hello, Boston. Oh. And uh, I, I heard some grumbles. I, I think, what was that squeak? Was it the table? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a table. I did not club a baby seal. Um, yeah, he, he said, hello, Boston, which, yeah, it's technically kind of Boston, but he should have said Medford. I, I'm going to give him a demerit for that one. Sorry, JW. Um, <laughs> so he was, he came on at seven fifty nine, and by the time emo actually came out, it was eight o'clock. Yep. And while, um, JW was wearing something different tonight, emo was, yeah, emo. <laughs> emo had worn the exact same thing for every show so far until tonight. He was wearing this, I don't even know how to describe it. Was it was like a gold, it was a gold suit with like a gold and black suit. It was really like a. Yeah, like shiny and it was shiny, and there was like a long tail on yeah, the, it was, the it was, shirt. It then, was wild. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down for the pants. I wrote um, Harlequin pants because it was like one side was brown, one side was black. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. It looked great. <laughs> it was cool. It awesome. uh, so he didn't do any kind of um, you know stuffing his jacket and his pocket gags because he didn't have a. Pocket. I guess it wasn't really. Yeah, there weren't really a jacket or a pocket. Um, but, uh, he did, he had a great set, but one really, uh, interesting thing happened that he sort of introduced it as like, oh, I've never done this on stage before. And knowing emo, you're, you know, my expectation was, oh, he's going to do something that he does every night, <laughs> um, but he actually did do something completely new that I've never seen before. Yeah. And it, it seemed authentic. Yeah, no, it did. It, it seemed like this was a genuine, like, uh, something that he just had wanted to do. Because I guess tomorrow, apparently, is the Kentucky Derby. And Emo said that while him and Al were in Louisville last time they were doing the Vanity Tour together, Emo had befriended a jockey who's actually going to be participating in the Kentucky Derby. And he said his nickname was Red, or his name was Red. Yeah, and so he's like, I want to record a video, and I want, you know this sold-out 1,500-seat audience to say, yeah. good luck, Red, so... Yeah, he's a 1,900-seat audience. Oh, was it? That's okay. he said. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't count. 
I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so he he had a really nice message. He had some really funny stuff to say, <laughs> and uh, you know he would point it to the audience, and we'd all cheer. And yeah, uh, we yeah. All got to yell, "Good luck, Red!" So yeah, I hope so yeah, I mean, good luck, Red. So I'm, I'm hoping I have no know nothing about the Kentucky Derby. I didn't even, I didn't even know it was happening. But uh, I would, yeah. So uh, good luck, Red. I didn't even know From, Louisville. Is Louisville near Kentucky? Is that in Kentucky? Yes. Okay. <laughs> From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Out Podcast, good luck, Red. Good luck, Red. Well, I guess by the time you hear this, Red, we hope you won. Did, yeah. Or at least did good. Uh, whatever. Finish the race. Or, yeah. We hope we hope you accomplished what, what you, wanted you to accomplish. wanted to yes, accomplish. There you go. Uh, so, Emo te- took the stage at 8 o'clock. He left the stage at 8.31. Yep. Um... And like I a said, bunch, yeah, it's a great set. A great whole bunch set, of new stuff. A whole bunch of new jokes. A lot of new, uh, a lot of new uh, jokes that I hadn't heard yet before. And he brought back a few classics from the last tour, which <laughs> one of my favorite jokes ever. He tells he he ended on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so definitely, if you're seeing one of these shows, do not skip emo. You no. are going to have a blast. He is so funny. You don't want to skip emo. Um, <clears throat> it's part of the fun. So he left at eight thirty one. And it looks like they started at 8.49. Well, yeah. So I have a couple of comments here. Um, I, I generally, you know, not looking at the stage and the intermission between Emo and Weird Al's part, but I just happened to glance up on the stage and I noticed that uh, Hawkeye, the stage manager, was hanging out on stage for a little while and he, he actually sat down and he, I don't know if he was tuning weird, uh, tuning Jim's guitars or if he was just like, trying them out and making sure they were plugged in or whatever so he was just he was sitting down and just playing and in, in around on uh on jim's guitars and the other thing i noticed is that uh that this tour they have um fog machines you know like they produce like smoke yeah, up on the stage yeah. right and they were running the entire intermission and they oh, pretty really? much ran the entire the show and uh, i'll have some more comments about that when when i when we get to that yeah i took on. some fog notes i, t- I took <laughs> fog notes as well and i have a nice uh well, I have a, something to say about that. Um, so that was uh, that was cool. And then, so this show, I mean, this is the, my first show back after th- after Ethan uh, three Ethan only shows. Yeah. Um, on those three Ethan only shows, we reported that there were three songs that uh, were new I to had, the tour that, that you to missed. The tour yeah. that I had not heard yet. So I was. I'm hoping that at some point in this show, I get to hear. Yeah, you turned to me and you literally said. I f- the, what I want to see is I would want to see I want to make sh- I would like to see you know Airline Amy, Mr. Popeil, and the Night Santa Went Crazy. So I guess we will. These are the three that I need to hear remaining songs, unless you know he adds more. But it seems like he's pretty much gone through the songs he's going to do. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been other a new than one you know the cover since, songs. Since those know. three, there hasn't been a new one after right, the so, first three shows. So we'll, we'll see if these three come up. Airline Amy, Mr. Popeil, and the Night Santa Went Crazy. So, um, for the first song, uh, 8.49 started, Ruben came out, yep. and I think it was just him on stage to start, and he started playing something. Yeah, and a little then buzzing noise or something on his, uh, on his keyboard. keyboards. And then was shortly joined by the rest of the band, yep. and then joined by Al, and um, they started playing Velvet Elvis. Velvet Elvis, yeah. Um... That's funny. It was. It was like this is a police song. I was like, it must be King of Suede. No, it can't be King of Suede. It has to be Velvet Elvis. So while Velvet Elvis was playing, I looked for the yellow square, and it was there. But it was on. Um, it 
instead of being in front of Al, it was in front of Jim. Oh, uh, interesting. On the, the equipment in front of Jim. So. Yeah, I, I looked for the yellow square, and I did not notice, and I, I believe that you saw it, but see, <laughs> it was hard for me to see Jim and Bermuda because there was a uh, taller gentleman who sat down right in front of me. Oh. Sort of blocked off. Oh, that stinks. my view of them. So I, it was, I didn't get to see too much of them. You know, I had to kind of lean into into Jackie who was sitting next to me, which was not an issue, but, you know, I didn't want to do that for yeah. the entire two-hour concert. You know? I, I will point out, just since you're mentioning seats, um, the guy next to me was totally man-spreading the entire oh, concert. Great. So, uh, unfortunately, maybe that caused me to man-spread towards you, Dave, so hopefully it wasn't too uncomfortable for you. But, yeah. um... so, but going back, <laughs> I did not see the uh, yellow square, but I did, I did see... The green rectangle that's next to Jim. I, I don't know what you're... I don't know if this is a piece of tape or... It's a giant green rectangle. A glowing green rectangle. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's a piece of tape. But okay. Yes, it's, it's, right. it's, it's obvious once you see it. Okay. Um, so we track if Steve is wearing his sunglasses, but he was not wearing sunglasses no, tonight. he was not. He was not wearing sunglasses. He was wearing regular glasses. Yeah. They like like eyeglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought maybe he took Ethan's glasses off of his face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I wouldn't be able to see him if he had. So I knew he didn't. But And uh, uh, <laughs> and I, to, to be, uh, since we're reporting on a lot of stuff people are tracking like this, uh, to jump back to Emo, he did have uh, um, some. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he had a uh, paper cup. Yeah. Um, of beverage. Don't know what, what the <laughs> beverage was. <laughs> And then the other thing we like to report on is what Weird Al is wearing. Yeah, usually I can't really tell until after the first song ends. Um, well, he was. It's, I, I don't know how to describe this shirt, and I yeah, don't know if I've ever seen it, it before. It took it's me like three songs to yeah. black um, Hawaiian shirt. I mean, orange. What I wrote was. Uh, so it took me three songs before I could figure out what to write for it because it, it was really hard to describe. Yeah. But it was kind of a blue base yeah, blue, that's with it. big green leaves and really big zoomed-in orange flowers. Right. So it's... I, I don't remember ever seeing Weird Al in this. Do, does not mean that he's never worn it before. But I just... I, not not straight. It wasn't it. one that I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that a hundred yeah, times. So, I mean, there's... Um, sure, pictures will surface. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure the you know, meet and I, greet, I, so. I definitely tweeted some anyway, but uh, you'll um, definitely... You'll... you'll so after the first song, Velvet Elvis, Al said, Hello, Medford, and the greater Boston metropolitan era, area. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess he was trying to make up for JW's yes. faux pas. Yes. Uh. I do want to point out something. and uh, I get... <laughs> I don't know why I wrote for Steve exclamation. Oh, I know why I wrote that. <laughs> no, but uh, so uh, during um, during I guess uh, what was the song we just went? <laughs> Velvet Elvis. Thank you. During Velvet Elvis, uh, I wanted to point out something with the I noticed during the lights. I first of all, there was really nice purple lights. Um, yeah, and there was like this blue light, and then there was like this blue light that well, that was like a circle that was projecting the drums onto the back wall. 
So it was pretty cool. Like, I could not see, like, Bermuda at the drums. Just the whole entire drum set. Oh, but you was, saw, like, like the shadow? On the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. The shadow of the drum set. And it was, later on in the show, I didn't note what song it was, but and I don't know if I even wrote anything down for it, but uh, the same thing sort of happened with Ruben and his keyboards. Mm. So I, so whatever light was, was projecting them up onto the back screen. And I could see Ruben and the keyboards, but I could not see John at his drums. I could just see the drum set silhouette up on the wall. I could I could cool. see John. Um, of course, he's blocked by drums, but uh, yeah, I, I got a pretty good view of him tonight. Yeah, um, I could see the whole band. I was yeah, no, where we were sitting, if there wasn't a taller gentleman sitting yeah, in front of me, I'd yeah. have been able to see. Very very nice, everybody greatly. So after um, you know saying hi to everyone, he he did his uh, seems to be like his now favorite. Um, intro for or for emo the uh, airborne droplets right um and then i figure if he if he says this like almost word for word the same thing i'm not really gonna take notes or report on it um and then he said the next song should be a treat for vibra slap (laughs) enthusiasts yes (laughs) i mean it has to be close but no cigar and it was close but no cigar yes and uh, the one thing i wrote down for this song was for the Buddy Rich solo part, uh, Al did point to Bermuda. I don't know if he's done that in the past. Yeah, I feel like he's done that. That doesn't seem... But it also made me wonder, do we need to, when Close But No Cigar is played, do we need to mark down a Buddy Rich solo? Since Al says Buddy Rich solo, then he points to Bermuda. (laughs) No, it's part of the song. It's like like calling out drum solo and polka your eyes out. (laughs) Yeah, but he didn't play that. <laughs> but he says every single time, drum well, solo. Well, and he did play that on the... I, I think we need an asterisk on uh, Close But No Cigar. This song includes a Buddy Rich But Buddy drum Rich solo. was not doing the drum solo. Well, I, I think uh, our I, spreadsheet I, guys need to take it into consideration at I, the very least. I think you're stretching it on that one. <laughs> So again, again, sitting a little bit further back this time, I did, I didn't write down a lot of notes on the lights and stuff, and I did say that uh, for this particular song, "Close but No Cigar," there's sort of like these half moon lights that were kind of projected up on the stage. They kind yeah. of like half moons. <laughs> they, and, you know, I'm a, a a child of the '90s, so I grew up with um, Nickelodeon and Ah Real Monsters. And I know it's half moons. I'm sure that's what it's supposed to be. But it makes me think of uh, fingernails, like uh, uh, clipped fingernails. <laughs> and if you ever saw Ariel Monsters, that was their currency. The monsters, their currency was uh, human that fingernails and toenails. Maybe my, my uh, baby boomer. Yeah. My, my Generation X didn't, but yes. not familiar with that one, you millennial. <laughs> yeah, so uh, again, I noticed that there were really, uh, really great colors, you know, as far as like in this song. And I already said that, so I don't need to say it again. So after Close But No Cigar, uh, Al commented that it was a good Friday night yep. crowd, which got me to realize that it was Friday. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm like in, I don't know if you get this way, Dave, but when I'm in like tour chasing mode and I'm doing so much driving and traveling, like I just can't keep the days We've straight. We've done a lot of driving, driving and traveling. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. just, I can't keep the days straight. So it's like, oh, it's Friday. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's Friday. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, it's just another weird out day for me. So um, it was interesting to, to learn that it was Friday. And then um, 
<laughs> this was uh, a very similar intro uh, that I, I think I saw the last show. And uh, he said this is the first song he wrote um, for his third album, Dare to be Stupid. Yep. And um, he wanted to channel his bitterness, bitterness into a song. Into a song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that was pretty similar to, to what um, he said the other night. And, of course, then went into one more minute. Yep. And uh, I did say beep out loud. I don't know if you heard me. It was, I didn't shout it, but I did say beep. Beep? Why did you say beep? For the uh, the tongue part. Oh. <laughs> Grand Central Station for oh, my tongue. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And uh, he did not break that. He did not have an extended cry break at the, the <laughs> yeah. end of the song. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's interesting about this one I noticed, and and I probably picked it up on the other ones, I just didn't didn't really talk about it. But uh, even though this tour has no props, which it definitely doesn't, in this particular song, One More Minute, uh, you can still see Al going through all the same, you know, uh, hand motions and stuff that he does. Like when he pulls the name out of the Rolodex, you can actually see him pull the name out of the Rolodex <laughs> like he does when he's walking around, you know, usually when he's doing this this concert and all that other stuff. So I did uh, I did notice notice that he still does many of the same, you know, <laughs> like when he's... Well, when he says the uh, uh, fork, does he pull out a fork? No, he, d- he did not pull out a fork. Come no, on, again, Al. No props, Al, no props. Al could get a fork no from props, backstage. No props. Well, no he props, could. No props. He could have it a says fork. It on the t-shirt, no props. <laughs> he could get uh, uh, like a tuning fork I would be disappointed. and put it on his. I would be disappointed if he took out a fork and said no props. <laughs> I would. Well, it wouldn't be the first time one of us was disappointed or lied to from a shirt uh, <laughs> if he did. <laughs> I'll leave it there. After one more minute, I yelled out El Maestro. Yes. Uh, I did not see a reaction no, from Ruben. We were so far back. We were you pretty far. You pretty loud. I really yelled <laughs> you belted it. belted it out. And I did wait for Al to go for water. So I, and like, you kind of have to time it because sometimes Al goes for water while people are still actively clapping. And sometimes Al goes for water after the claps start to die down. And I, it, the, it was a water with... Claps had died down, so it was a very good opportunity. But being as far back, we're okay. We're okay. Yep. Um, I don't know if it, it was like A, B, C, or if there was like double A, double B. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't super close. Yeah. But it it was still. I mean, it was That's obviously close. great was nice, seats. Yeah. But um, and then Al uh, mentioned the Grammy award-winning Jim Kimo West. Yeah, and he and said that. Uh... <laughs> Dave, did, is that him referencing us always calling him the Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West, or is it just that's what you call Jim because he is the Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West? I, you know, it, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you know Jim goes around and he tells everybody in the world that he won a Grammy because if I won a Grammy, <laughs> I would do that. So I think you know if I if I if I won a Grammy, I would, I would make you call me Grammy <laughs> Award winning Dave Elvis Rossi. Rossi. So. I, I don't. I no. I I assume that's just because he won a Grammy. I don't yeah, but know, you don't but, call a Grammy award. Why? And you do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we 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 always always call, call him that Grammy award winning. Well, ever since he won the Grammy. Although, didn't we call him the Grammy award nominated Jim Kimmel West yeah. before he won? Yeah, two time Grammy award nominated Jim Kimmel West. Yeah, luckily he won, so we could shorten <laughs> that. <laughs> We were prepared to go on, although we're glad we didn't. Have yeah, to. we. 
the Grammy Award nominated and winning Jim Kimo West. <laughs> he could. Um, <clears throat> and so Al went into his. Uh, well, he said that uh, that he that Jim uh, usually doesn't uh, ask for too many favors. But uh, prior to the concert, <laughs> he did ask for a particular favor, and he felt that he needed because uh, you know Jim felt you know he wanted to do this. He felt like he should allow Jim to do so. Jim requested that he play a power G chord for forty-five minutes straight, and then. <laughs> <laughs> he let Jim play the power chord, and Jim played went on for a while <laughs> before they and actually, actually they went started. In. <laughs> yeah, they, people started clapping along, and I saw Ruben in the background clapping, and people were clapping in tune. And, and I was for a little while. So I was, was just I had the thought of like, like these people were so excited for it, but then also like, <laughs> you know, after forty five minutes of that, like when people have I mean, walked out, like when. <laughs> Like, if they legitimately just had Jim play that same note over and over and over <laughs> for 45 minutes, for 45 minutes how would the audience yeah. react? I would think it's hilarious, and it I would, would be, love it, but... It would get old I, after a while. It really I, would. I think, yeah. But I, it's, it would be one of those things where it would get old, and then the fact that it was still going would be funny again, and then it would get old again. Yeah, I think it'd get it. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, they, they, managed, uh, you know, they managed to let it go. It wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. It was, you know, it was a minute, maybe less than a minute. But it seems longer than it probably was. Yeah, it, it was long. The longest I remember him going the power G chord so far. And of and course, it, that then goes into my own eyes. My own eyes. Yes. Um, I, after the concert, you you said I, I heard you talking to some of our friends about um, maybe some flubs during that song. I didn't catch any, or maybe I just wasn't paying super attention no it wasn't during that song that i picked up some oh, okay folks. okay uh, but yeah yeah my own eyes is one of those songs where it seems the i get the impression that the audience is not as familiar with that song and the jokes hit stronger yeah perhaps i mean i don't know why they wouldn't be familiar with that song it's off of his oh, number one I, album i know fun but it's it there's some songs in the set where it's it's like like uh, like when he plays Twine Ball, that's like everyone knows Twine Ball. It seems seemingly, well, but then there's some songs like I remember when um, the first Vanity Tour when he would play Jackson Park Express. It seemed like everyone was like reacting to the jokes for the first time, hmm. and so I get that feeling when I hear them play My Own Eyes that people are are laughing and maybe experiencing the song in a like maybe that's a song that they skipped over to hear tacky again or i, I don't know yeah um, i mean you know that's the feeling I interesting get. about that is you know weird al does have 14 studio albums so it's possible that people in the audience may not have all 14 of those studio yeah, albums so that's, they yeah maybe hearing some of these songs for the first time yeah and i mean that's what's cool about the concerts is they're not just you know obsessed idiots like us who right. <laughs> go to all these shows but it's also just people who are just like oh man i anytime i've heard weird al i liked him i want to yeah, go see him exactly. and they you don't have to know the stuff to go to a show and have a great time yeah, um so i think it's that's just one of those songs that i feel like there's a lot of people who are not as familiar mm. with it um good observation yeah and there's a lot of hits in that song too yeah. there's a lot of really funny parts and right after my own eyes weird al picked up his accordion to really loud cheers yes um yeah he said he he uh wanted i tried to take notes he, he said a lot uh but he said he likes to write about people who you know had a positive change for america 
And this song was about the king of late night infom- infomercials. Yeah. Mr. Popeil. And this was one of the songs you wanted to hear. This was. I was surprised. I was happy. I was like, yes, number one off the list. And I was happy just to hear that one song. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd, so now there's two songs I have left that I would like to hear on this tour. You know, The Night Santa Went Crazy and... Airline Amy. Airline Amy. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I wrote down... Um, well, first of all, Mr. Popeil is one of my top favorite Weird Al songs of all time. I, I love Mr. Popeil, so it's always great to uh, get to see it in concert. Um, it does still bum me out that we didn't get to see it when Lisa Popeil was actually on stage right. uh, the last tour. Seems like a missed opportunity. I know, I know. It would be really cool if uh, in L.A. they invite her on stage to, uh, to sing this one. I hadn't even uh, thought of that possibility. Yeah, because there's two shows, so they... They'll probably play Mr. Popeil at one of those. Uh, that would be really cool. So if anyone who's, is listening and they happen to uh, be in charge of that type of thing, that would be really cool to see. Um, and the other Al's Gals would be great as well. Uh, but especially Lisa for the song about her dad uh, that she sang on the album. Uh, the one thing I wrote down was that uh, when he says, look at that tomato, it was all red lights. And there are a lot of red lights in that song. So I don't know if it was a coincidence or if it was intentional. But I I like I like that usually if, if something is referenced that has a very distinct color, I would say nine times out of ten, yeah, the I... lights reflect that exact color. And I, I love that attention to detail. Right. I was going to point that out i was gonna say I, d- I didn't notice that but i would bet that that's intentional i yeah, bet I, it was I, yeah was cool. so i mean i did notice i did write down that uh, there were some really cool green lights on the wall for this one and that that the green lights in the background even though the green lights were on the wall somehow the band itself were purple light lighted with purple mm. so it was i mean i sure there's ways to do that but it's just like it was weird because like oh there's green lights but somehow the band is <laughs> so i mean like good good lighting on this yeah. song and i did write down at this point that uh it did not sound necessarily that weird al was singing this song it sounded like he was yelling the song and yeah i realized <laughs> that the album version he, he sort of yells that a little bit you know to some extent it's yeah, not, he's got kind of a voice going for yeah. for the song, but uh, it just seemed like he was. Yeah, he's just, like he's kind of a pitch man for this yeah, song. Yeah, it just seemed like it was yeah. a little bit. I was a little worried about him blowing out his voice, <laughs> and and that'll come back a couple of times during my uh, my my comments here. But yeah, it sounded like so. I'm. It's early in the tour. Please don't blow out your voice, weird Al. <laughs> Be careful, Al. There's a lot more shows for us to see. That's right. Um, at least during the at least during the uh, collective forty that we're going through. <laughs> don't blow out your voice. The other ones, whatever. Yeah, we're not as concerned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then, Al, um, he said that there were two hundred and th- as, as we all know, there are two hundred and thirty three days left <laughs> until Christmas, yeah. and uh, he said there's magic in the air. Can you feel it? And uh, he again said, like I've heard for a couple shows, that um, he's about to play one of the plethora of two Christmas songs. And so, Dave, this was uh, very close to you getting to hear um, your, your the song you wanted to hear or hearing Christmas at Ground Zero. Right. So this is exciting because I just heard Mr. Popeil, which is one of the songs I wanted to hear. <laughs> so what are the chances I'm going to get to hear? A 50-50. Another, another song. <laughs> That I wanted to hear off my list. Well, more than 
less than more than less than fifty fifty, but uh, but out of the two Christmas. Well, songs, once he once he said that there was well, two yeah, Christmas songs. Up until was, that point, you know, I wasn't expecting to hear the next song be be have a chance to be one of the ones that right. I also wanted to to hear. But anyway, that's a long way of saying that he played the night stand and went crazy. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> so um, I had to check another one off my list. I just need airline Amy to. Uh, to come up at some point on this tour. And I know we've talked about how it's the the sorta uh, gory version where some of the lyrics are from the extra gory yep. version, some are from the album version. And I had the thought tonight that I bet, because Al, I think the story goes that he wrote the gory version first and then had some pushback from the label, so he rewrote the lyrics. And my thought is maybe Al liked the new lyrics better. So Al's like, I like the part where Santa dies, but I like the new lyrics where, maybe. you know, instead of the elves going into unemployment, that they work for the yeah. Postal Service. So maybe that's why he does it. It's just like Al's actual preferences, hmm. not one or the other, but the the lyrics that he sings. That's my guess. Yeah. And this one, uh, I noticed that, uh, I did notice it was the sort of gory version, or what I call the sort of gory version. I don't, I guess the official name would be the extra gory version live or something like that. But uh, but I just call it the sort of gory version for fun. Um, I did again note the lights on this one. Really like the lights on this one. There's a nice uh, red and green Christmas thing going on on this one. I, I really, you know, I'm glad we got to sit a little further back and get to pull in the lights. Um, up until this point, uh, this was my favorite song of the night. Hmm. That may change. Hmm. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote what looks like the word butter. But with one T, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> and I underlined it. So it's very important. <laughs> well, the next question asked, I'll ask the audience was, do we, do we like country music? Do we want to hear a country music song? And people clapped. People clapped some, surprisingly clapped. And, and he said, uh, well, I'm about to play. About the country of Jamaica. So, of course, it's Buy Me a Condo. Buy Me a Condo. And... Um, uh, I don't know if you have anything to say. No, it's just, I mean, it's the, cl- the, the Clipso version that we're used to hearing yeah. at this store. Eh, I don't have too much more to add to that. But um, after Buy Me a Condo, we got our first official solo of the night. Not a Buddy Rich solo, but <laughs> our first official solo of the night was a bass solo. And, um, well, well, it's, well, interestingly, is, is Weird Al picked up the bongos and then he called for a bass solo. I thought was yes. interesting. So the bongos made me think that good old days was coming. Right. And, but then he called for a bass solo. Yeah. And, uh, so Steve, I don't know if he was stalling or if he just wanted to do a bass solo or if that was planned or what. And it wasn't like uh, just a one-note thing. No. It was a long and groovy bass solo. It was yeah. great. And, and people uh, were clapping along. Yeah, Ruben started the clap yeah. for uh, for everyone. And uh, at the end, Al goes, Stephen J, what a guy. Steve J, what a guy. Steve J, yes. so nice to... I mean, he's done that many times on on tour, and but so nice to hear that. Yeah, that. that was great. Uh, and then we went into good old days, and I didn't hear the bongos <laughs> again. Oh, you know what? I did. I, they were very faint at the end. I heard them, and I and I 
I even said to you, I heard the bongos, and you must not have heard me say that. No, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the bongos, and I didn't hear you say that you heard the bongos. <laughs> maybe you just said. Maybe you just don't want to hear. The bongos. I, I just. I have an aversion to uh, bongos and anything related. So this was interesting. At the end of the song, he said, "Oh, I probably should have told you that song's not autobiographical. Her yeah. name was Brenda, <laughs> not Michelle." <laughs> <laughs> so. But then we were surprised with something yeah, very exciting. This is cool. I don't remember this happening yet at this tour, but we had a bass solo reprise. Yeah. <laughs> which did not go quite quite no. as long as the other ones, but it was nice to get to see see uh, DJ, what a guy. Yes, twice. yes, it was great. Um, then we got into uh, I'll Sue Ya. Uh-huh. He didn't really do an intro no, for it. He didn't do an intro for I'll just, Sue They just, just went into I'll Sue yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> of course, I had to boo. I, I put a and a, put my thumb down. I put a hand up to my ear so I could listen closely to hear if Dave booed. And Maybe you should sh- do that for the bongos and see. If you can hear the I bongos. should. <laughs> um, but yes, Dave, you booed. I was, did not boo. It was funny. I, I I I booed and I put my you know thumb down and I heard somebody behind me laugh when I did that. Oh. So I don't know if they were laughing at me or they were laughing at the fact that he said, uh, you know, he bought a ticket to Delta. There's Delta's all the ticket to New Jersey. He went there and he saw it. So either <laughs> so, if they're laughing at me, then you get a pass. If you're laughing at New Jersey, well, then you know, I'm going to take you outside. We have a problem here. Person um, behind me. This is the song where the fog was just really, really strong. Um, I could smell the stage fog smell. Mm. It was just really, really pumping, this song. I didn't write that down, but I believe that that to be the case. <laughs> I don't know uh, what this has to do with anything, but I wrote down in quotes, I had a seizure. <laughs> do you remember what that, what that might have been that was about? was the time when you had the seizure. Oh. Right after that song, you had a seizure. Did oh. someone say I had a seizure? No, I think somebody... No. I put quotes around it as if oh. it was a quote, so I don't know. Somebody said something, but I don't. I didn't write it down, so I don't huh. know. He probably but, said after the song. I, I don't well, know. After the song, I mean, he, he said that the next song was not one of our better songs. And then he <laughs> right. you know, clarified that, you know, that he likes to, you know, look uh, look at himself, you know, look up himself online, and he's checking some online polls. And um, <laughs> when we turned, he said, the song was Air... <laughs> yeah, he announced that it was Airline, Airline Amy. Amy. And then he turned to Jim and he said... And, oh, he asked Jim if, if Jim liked the song. He said, said, you like it, right, Jim? And, and Jim, Jim went, "It, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because Jim does have get to play the guitar a little bit like in the in there. does sort of a... Not, not a solo, but like a little guitar. Well, I think Jim was joking. I, I know, course. but... I don't like this idea of calling Airline Amy not one of their better songs. I I, I enjoy that song very much. I have a problem with that, and uh, I don't agree with that. So Airline Amy is this is what the song got played, in, and it was good. And I did notice that um, again. Weird uh, during this song, Weird Al is playing the tambourine, and I wrote down tambourine playing. So I guess I wanted to compliment him on his tambourine playing. <laughs> And then, um, did you notice the? Uh, I think I described this on a one of our uh, Ethan only episodes that they have the lights focused on Jim, and then they kind of yes. switch to Ruben, People, and they yeah, switch back. Yeah. I was hoping you noticed that. I noticed it after you after you pointed it out to me, right as it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. 
So good thing you were sitting next to me, otherwise I might not have noticed that. But it's cool, right? Yeah. I, I think it's a really cool thing. Um, after this song, um, Al said, I'm going to give you guys a, a few... Well, he said the next song doesn't have any sort of insider story to it, so I'm going to give you guys... Uh... No, he said, uh, I'm going to give you guys a few more seconds to get back from the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> because that was the... He was joking like everyone went to the bathroom during that song. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they don't like it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they said the next song doesn't have any inside story, so drum solo. And this was a one-hit drum solo. One-hit John Bermuda Schwartz. <laughs> Called out John Bermuda Schwartz, thanked him for the drum solo, basically. And uh, yeah, it was classic Bermuda drum solo. And then the song, which I guess has no insider story to it, is When I Was Your Age. Yes. And uh, nothing to report on that yeah, song. It has no, <laughs> no insider story, no story from us. <laughs> We're not going to give you any news on it. No, there's nothing. I mean, it's a good song, but nothing to... Uh, no airline amy oh by the way we should mention that airline amy was the other song that i wanted to hear. yes so you, so you got, got to hear all three of them in the first 10 songs you got to hear all three that you wanted <laughs> well, you don't have to missing. go tomorrow now i know i, I could stop going to the tour um yeah so that was great until ethan until ethan reports that there's another song that that to play that uh in the regular <laughs> rotation not a cover song that i have not heard yet then uh well, i don't I even don't i don't think one. i have an ethan only for a long yeah, we time. will if I don't go to any more that's shows. That's true. That's true. Report. Um, that's true. I'll let you know tomorrow right, let night. Let me know tomorrow. I'll just hang out in the hotel room. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jackie, and we're going to put our coats in the, the seat where you would be sitting. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm not a, a music guy. I don't know the name of the keyboard player for... <laughs> oh, it's Ray something. I, yeah, so so he I said Steve is going back to the keyboards because it takes two people to um, replace May, Ray Mazernik. Ray. <laughs> I think it's Ray Mazernik. Um, I might be butchering his last name. But. As they were starting this song, I'm sure you heard this. I don't know if you wrote this down, um, but some guy yelled out right, like literally right behind us, Al, you made the 80s rule. And then someone, like, a few seats down to him just said, Shut the F up! <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> because, uh, you know, we don't want to hear random heckles and stuff. Yeah. Even if they're positive. Uh, so I loved that the woman, without... She did swear. Uh, I Ooh. censored it for, for our... Yeah, our, and, uh, and I did screw up the guy's name. It's, it's Ray Manzarek. Ray... <laughs> I got it right. Um... <laughs> I told I knew the name, but I just didn't just knew I was saying it wrong. I was thinking before the show when you were saying how there was the three songs you wanted to hear. I was thinking what a perfect show it would be if Dave got the three songs he wanted and then Craigslist, which <laughs> I think is the tour favorite for me of the songs that have been played more than once. Uh, of course, uh, you know, hearing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast theme song, that was my all-time favorite, and that one cannot be beat. But um, if I'm going to pick a second choice, it's always going to be Craigslist. Uh, the extended mother thing is just so brilliant, so funny. And the the fact that it changes up is just incredible. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> Jackie was with us but did not record because she was afraid she would fall asleep on another episode. Uh, did say <laughs> yeah. that there was a lot more uh, references to all different Doors songs on this one. 
she pointed a few of them out, which I immediately forgot. Yes. So uh, <laughs> right in, right in, and out the other yeah, ear. So, uh, so yeah, if you're again, she wants to to let people know that uh, you can enjoy that if you're a Doors fan and you're familiar with uh, Jim Morrison's uh, actions and, and songs and stuff, you'll be able to uh, enjoy this song on a great level yeah. because of all the insider references. But even if you're not a Doors fan, like apparently Ethan and I are, <laughs> aren't, I'm not that we're not fans. We're just, you know, not familiar with this catalog, uh, that, uh, you can still enjoy this song very much. And, and it's great to hear, you know, the, uh, the, definitely, you know, the tribute to the Doors that he does with this, this, this song yeah. and, and this whole, uh, the, phone call to your mother and he um, uh he said he was at simon's coffee shop on yep. massachusetts ave yep. and um i i don't think i said this um the when i saw them do this song i think it was in orono when i saw it without you um yeah I th- it must have been orono um when al got to the the native american indian part at that show i don't think i said this on the review so i'm sorry if i did but he said, I, and I saw a Native American Indian, and I said, Shalom, my brother. <laughs> May the force be with you. Ah. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I yeah. keep laughing about that. So, I mean, again, he didn't, he said it's something completely different tonight, though, right. for the, uh, the, it seems like there's like, um, there's eating something out of the skull of a stray dog. Uh, yes, and the thing did. that is eaten changes. So yeah, so I I wrote down Cool Ranch Doritos. No, uh, tonight it was uh, Chex Mix. Um, but later on, in the later song, on he said it smells like Cool Ranch Doritos. Right. So there's just so much going on. It's it's it's, it's impossible. It's to hard take to it and, yeah. and to take notes at it, and it's not. It's you want to pay attention to it rather. Than it's because it, uh, that is like. The same way that when other people are maybe hearing your my own eyes for the first time and they're laughing, these are the parts where I'm laughing out loud because <laughs> yeah. it's just it's all so new. Yeah, it's great that he that he has the opportunity to mix it up every show. He doesn't have to, but he does. He, he mixes it up every show he does this. I did want to note that uh, as Steve was walking over at the beginning of the you know the song to get set up, uh, somebody off stage handed him something, and uh, when he was sitting down, he was wearing. Corded headphones that were somehow plugged into the uh, keyboard. Really? Yeah. He was wearing headphones and there was a cord going hmm. to the keyboard. So I don't know if some if they handed him the... Mark it down. The, the headphones or they handed him something to... It looked like some, the thing he handed back was like... was light had a little green light on it. I don't know what that means. Well, probably switched out his in-ears for... So, yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know if he wears in-ears. I think he has said that he doesn't. So maybe for this one he needed uh, hmm. he needed headphones for whatever reason to hear something. So I did note it that he was wearing headphones. I could see him again from our vantage point. Again, I concentrated a lot on on Jim and Steve and Al because those were the ones I could see the best from where. Well, with the gentleman sitting in front of me. <laughs> well, we had a, a really great intro for the next song. Um, I, I wrote down an acronym, and I'm not sure what I meant. So I'm gonna I'll let you start off and see if you sure. <laughs> no, you were yeah. You so basically he he said oh, that he. Oh, I met... thought this said L M K N E. Yeah, but I wrote Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. Okay, right. So he was said uh, again. This this is the introduction um, for how he met Steve and Jim. 
Uh, he went through how he, a lot of people know how he met Bermuda, and then he said he met them in Lincoln, Nebraska, probably back in 1981 at FonzieCon. <laughs> Celebrating, uh, Celebrating Henry Fonzie Winkler's Con. famous role. <laughs> yes, FonzieCon. And they, they were playing again at a Ramada Inn. So this is the second time, at least, that I've been there where he, they've been playing at a Ramada Inn. I think it's, yeah, the second so, time. Uh, when I tweeted this one out, I just tweeted out Ramada Inn version. I did not mention FonzieCon. See, I, I, I would have said FonzieCon version I if, I was, if I was tweeting. Uh, so this one, um, dare to be stupid. The, yeah. The um, the uh, whatever the lounge version, whatever the official name is, uh, the Ramada Inn version is what I tweeted out. FonzieCon is going somewhere in the spreadsheet. I hope. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, Dave, what do we track for dare so to be stupid? So one thing we do is we track whether or not Ethan uh, raises his hand when he says, "Can I have a volunteer?" And what did you observe tonight, Dave? I observed. That you raised your left hand, but not just that, you also raised your right index finger. Actually, what I did was I raised my left hand, but on my right hand, I was crossing my fingers. Okay, it looked like you just had one finger up to me. So I was crossing my fingers um, and raising my hand. So yes, I was volunteering, but I, was I really volunteering if my fingers were crossed? Oh, so you're gonna, have, was, you're gonna have to work on that spreadsheet. Of, you know, I want to keep it interesting for folks. So I thought you just had your, your uh, right index finger up, and you were the only uh, one in one fifth. Uh, so <laughs> no, uh, left hand, right fingers something. crossed. Um, Al, uh, we, when he's doing the uh, cowbell part. Uh, at one point, he pointed to Ruben with the drumstick in his hand. He, went, he pointed the drumstick at Ruben. The next song, the next song, he said that uh, this is the reason why they do the entire tour, um, and he was hoping that he would be, this song he remembered for this song in three hundred to four hundred years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I hope is three to four hundred years. Three hundred to four hundred. Three hundred to four hundred years from now, I hope that music, uh, <laughs> musicologists, music uh, historians. We'll uh, look back fondly on this next song, Let Me Be Your Hog. Yes. Um, and again, this song always gets great reaction Great from reaction the from the audience. Uh, grabbed his accordion, um, and then instead of a, a solo, he just told us to talk amongst ourselves while, um, I guess, yeah. Jim was getting ready. He said the next song involves an accordion, so uh, let, me put, let me put one on. He had to pick it up, and then he says, "Talk amongst yourself," and went into Midnight Star. And um, the one uh, lyric thing I I heard is uh, instead of uh, "eat jelly donuts and lose twenty pounds a day," I heard him say "eight yes jelly donuts." Yeah, this was uh, the lyric club. I believe I was talking about uh, with the group of people okay we were talking afterwards. Yeah. So it, technically, it's the same letters. It's just in a different order. The E is at the end, so the beginning. Eight jelly donuts and lose twenty pounds a day. Yes, he um, clearly said eight A T E or the number eight E I G H T. Yeah, I mean that. Could be I mean, talking about eight, like eight, you need eight jelly eight donuts. Jelly donuts. Yeah. but it, he did not say eat, which is the lyrics that right. are in the album version. Of the so album. this is the exclusive uh, version. Um, I also did I'm sure this has been pointed out before but um, Al has the lyric 12 items or less 
And <laughs> if you remember his uh, YouTube video where he uh, puts up the fewer sign in a grocery store, <laughs> 12 items or fewer. And then, of course, um, in word crimes, he says, um, you know, he makes reference to lesser or fewer. So, um Word crime in Midnight Star <laughs> and a word flub. Um, Next one I just, I mean, I don't know if you wrote down what the intro was for this one. I just was. It was the same that I heard the other night. Okay. He said, uh, when, you th- when people think of me, think of two things, raw, unbridled sexuality <laughs> and gritty, authentic right. American blues. And then he went into uh, generic, generic blues. blues. <laughs> and tonight I, I realized... Um, that he mentions eating dirt clods in generic blues, and then he also mentions eating dirt in When I Was Your Age. So it's a uh, it's a running theme in Al songs is eating dirt. <laughs> and then um, last time I saw generic blues, um, Al actually touched Jim to stop him for the uh, um, yeah make it talk, make it shut make it up. Shut up. Make it talk, right? He did not touch Jim tonight. No, he did not. He reached over, but he did not actually tap his he, shoulder. Yeah, he, he said, make it talk, and then he said, okay, shut up, when, <laughs> when he, uh, Jim started going on. And it and, seemed like Jim kind of, it was more abrupt, and it made like kind of like a stopping noise. Yeah. So this was another one that I felt like um, I was worried about Weird Al losing his voice on. I just felt like he was maybe not quite singing it as much as he should or hmm. yelling it or, or just trying to get through the song. Uh, so I did note that one that, again, got worried for Weird Al's voice. Again, you've got another, uh, you've, I don't know how many songs we have, how many concerts we have left, but you got to make sure you sound good for those. Yes. For sure. And, of course, the rest of the tour. <laughs> um, so... Really can't write my... Oh, the next one is that he uh, may have asked us if, if... Or may have mentioned that he's working on a movie. He said there's a rumor there's that a rumor. he has a movie coming out this year. He didn't mention the teaser trailer. Um, but he did mention that Daniel Radcliffe is playing him. In the yes, and he said, uh, seriously, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's playing me. I think he said for the three people in this audience who don't know, I have a movie coming out. Um, and I, I had no idea. I yeah. I had no are, idea. Hmm. Um, so it was me and you and somebody else in the audience had no clue. And so, of course, the joke is, um, and you know, we wrote a, wrote a new song for the film, and I'd like to play it for you right now. And uh, Bermuda actually does start to play something, and he just hit the cymbals today. Yeah. Um, and then he said, "Oh, but we can't because NDA." <laughs> so he instead played the song, uh, the title song from the film coming out in thirty three years. Yeah. Which Nature was. Trail to Hell. So happy to hear this. Yes. Song. One of my favorite songs. And uh, this is the one where I wrote down my note for the, the fog. And I'll tell you a little story. I I used to, well, when I was uh, younger, when I was in high school, and then when I got out of high school, uh, I volunteered at this youth group uh, in this church that would put on a haunted house uh, every time around Halloween. Hmm. And you know, one thing... I do remember a lot about that that haunted house. Is number one, there were a lot of black plastic bags up on the wall to, to hide because it was uh, trying to hide all the different oh. <laughs> rooms in the in the in the church. The church was attached to like a little school, like a uh, and stuff. But uh, a lot of black plastic bags going on, a lot of strobe lights, and then a lot of fog machines. Mm. And so, I, I there's the fog machines. The fog has a certain smell to it. And yeah. it has a certain taste to it. 
And this one, I could actually taste the fog, <laughs> which which brought me back to the, that memory. So happy memory that it brought me back to uh, so tasting the fog. Uh, because Nature Trail to Hell is such a great song, because I loved this rendition of it, and because I could taste the fog, this is my favorite song. You can write that one down <laughs> in the... In so you the, got the visual, you got all your all I, the senses. All my senses, that's right. Uh, for this one. And all my senses going on this one. This is my favorite song, this one. Song of the uh, Night. Put this one down. Song of the Night for Dave. Put Nature Trail to Hell. Write that in there, whoever's keeping track of that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's keeping track of the nonsense we ask them to, but I hope they do. <laughs> and the other thing I loved about this song, which, uh, again, elevates it, is I love the hearing Bermuda screaming in this song. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Um, so in a previous uh, episode, I... Asked you, Dave, what is the name of that device that makes the kind of like ratchety kind of noise? It's a ratchet, right? Uh, yeah, Johnny messaged me after hearing that episode, and he said it's called a ratchet. That's what I thought. Yeah, and Did uh, I not say that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you said, but Johnny messaged me. He said it's called a ratchet, <laughs> and he knows it's called a ratchet because Al and the previous tour did a ratchet solo. Oh, cool. uh, so. That's that's where it officially came from. Um, and I also took note that, uh, and I've noticed this every time I've seen them play Nature Trail to Hell this tour, that there's kind of like a fake ending before right. the do-do-do-do-do-do the part, and uh, the audience always falls for it. Yeah. <laughs> they always start clapping as if the song's over. Um, now, it's interesting, and I don't want to get too much into this, because I don't know a lot about this song, but there was a song called Cycletron, which somehow morphed into Nature Trail to Hell. Like this is like a, a couple of our guests have mentioned it. Yeah. Maybe maybe Frank from the Bank might have mentioned it. Frank from the Bank Sanchez and probably Joel Miller might have mentioned it. I'm yeah. going off memory here. Yeah, that but, sounds right to me. But uh So the two I would have said. It's been on the uh, it's been on it's been on um, Johnny's spreadsheet and many other um, songographies and things like that for a long time. Don't know a lot of information about it, but Cyclotron, something that Weird Al wrote and eventually morphed into Nature Trail. I always wondered if it was that sort of that fake out, you know, fake out hmm. piece. I, I have no information if that's what it is or not, but I, every time I hear that, I think of cycle, Cyclotron, Cyclotron, hmm. and, and wonder if that's what it is. So I guess we probably should, if we ever do get Weird Al on the podcast, we should probably remember to ask him that. Yeah, we should. That would be nice. Or maybe I can, well. We, um... Frank, intern Frank, please remind me to ask Al uh, about that if I ever do get to see Al again. Yeah, please. Talk to him again. Please, Frank. Um, so the intro for the next song was very similar. Um, of course, talking about... Um, yeah, he wants to tell a story about America. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down shallow people. Al just called them shallow people that got together to break a world record. And he went, congratulations, very sarcastically. And I didn't even write down the name of the song, but I think I know what it is. It was the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, yes. of course. Uh, I wrote B-B-O-T-I-M, and then I put twine, just in case I didn't remember what that meant. It looks like I wrote... <laughs> Something I can't read, then terms, advice, bell. Hmm. So. Terms, advice, bell. Like no mal, terms, I'll read this. advice, bell. You so. wrote um, Juno, 
like the uh, the city in, oh. in... No, you didn't. I don't know what the heck you wrote. <laughs> I don't know what I wrote Terms either. Advice Ball. Yeah. All right. There you go. So then we got our fake out um, inner uh, encore. And uh, again, Bermuda was wiping his, uh, his shield with a towel. <laughs> Um, I saw Steve leave the stage, oh, come back. I know what I was, I don't know what I wrote, but I know what I was going for here. What? Is I was, I, because, uh, he generally, or at least so far, he's, he's ended the regular, uh, set list with either, um, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota or Albuquerque. While I love hearing the biggest ball of Albuquerque, uh, biggest ball of Albuquerque, the biggest ball of twine in Albuquerque. Well, I love hearing that song. Big Ball Time Minnesota. Why I love hearing that song is uh, it, it does remind me that that means that the the show is almost over. Yeah. So I was a little saddened to hear that song. Although. Yeah, I know you don't. I, I write numbers next to uh, each song as I track them, and I know that the show is either nineteen songs if they don't do "Let Me Be Your Hog" <laughs> or Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast <laughs> theme song. Uh, or 20 songs if they do. So um, I yeah, usually, no, I, like as I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh, we're halfway through. No, I, I don't, try not to think about it. I but. don't think about it, but <laughs> until I hear now, now I'm trained to hear either if it's a Biggest Ball of Twine or Albuquerque, I know that that's the last in the regular um, concert, yep. regular set list before it gets to the break. I don't know what we're calling this, the break. Between yeah, the, the fake the encore. Fake, yeah, fake encore. Um, so as I was saying, Bermuda was wiping down uh, yeah, the drum the shield. <laughs> um, Steve left the stage, came back with a, a can of Coke. <laughs> was, <laughs> he was drinking just kind of walking around the stage. <laughs> drinking Steve his can around. of Coke. Um, Jim was sitting tuning his guitars. Al was taking selfies looking at his phone. <laughs> yep, and Ruben was on his iPad. <laughs> yes, and he came over and was talking to Al. And uh, it looked like they kind of... Um, Decided to go back out. It was Alan Ruben who made the call to play the encore. So this next song, uh, well, I guess then he came back to the encore and he said something like, oh, you guys are still here or thanks for staying or something yeah. <laughs> like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, and then he was, he started a song which did not sound familiar and then it immediately switched to something which did sound familiar. Tutti Fruity. Yes. By, of course, Little Richard. And, it was uh, great. I'm yawning. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, interesting at the end of the song after he'd done Tutti Fruity, which is uh, a lot of interesting. He said, oh, of course, that's a song by Nick Rivers, <laughs> which Nick Rivers is uh, the character played by Val Kilmer in Weird Al's favorite movie, the funniest movie, Top Secret. Hmm. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I missed who he said it was by, but I, I heard him yeah, say, no, it was Little Richard. No, it was Little Richard. And then he told us how he... Uh, he was on Wheel of Fortune once with Little Richard, um, and then he told us another story about. Uh, he was he, at his well, local he knew, bank. He knew he, knew he was going to be on with Little Richard, but this this next one he didn't know. He said he was in his local bank. Uh, he was filling C- out City a National check bank deposit slip somewhere, and I missed the name of the street or the, the town. He said. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he he said he was in a bank. He was filling out the. Deposit slip and um, what does he get a tap so, on his shoulder? Ta- yeah, someone tapped on his shoulder. And he turns turn around, around and it's Little <laughs> Richard in full Little Richard regalia. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Woo!" <laughs> he 
You said what? Oh, little Richard said to him, like, woo! Woo! <laughs> and, um... Al said that was the absolute last thing I expected when I turned around to see <laughs> this little Richard and full Which little Richard Regalia. I, I mean, obviously, I knew the story about him and little Richard being on Wheel of Fortune. I had never heard him. No, tell that story no, that, that was, was great news to me. That was funny. Yeah, and little, I could just imagine that happening. I could imagine. Yes, you turn. Imagine you're sitting. You're going. You know, in the bank, filling out your deposit slip or whatever. You turn around. You know, if you're someone tapping your shoulder, you turn around. There's little Richard. <laughs> I, I could just see your your head explode. Loading. I would agree with that. I think if I mean Little Richard's no longer alive anymore, but if if that happened, even well, more so, it would be... <laughs> well, that, would, that would really be surprising. <laughs> but if if at the time, if 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 I turned around and Little Richard was tapping me on the shoulder, I think I would uh, I would have the same reaction out of it. A great story. So, final song of the night was the unplugged medley. So yep. far, a hundred percent on the, the spreadsheet. Yes, and. Uh, the only song to not be played more than once in the regular set before the encore is Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast theme song, Did You Know Weird Al Played? Dave and Ethan's 2000 <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that, Dave, because it's, it's okay. still unbelievable to me, and I love it so much. Um, oh, actually, that uh, I don't know if this is the place to, to mention it, but um, Jacinta texted me. Let's see. Um, I sent you a screenshot of this. Let's see what she said. She was listening to, uh, listening back to episode 136 inch, and that's where we were talking to Bermuda, and we asked Bermuda... We're about, we're about the upcoming uh, tour. Yes, yes, yes. This is back in December. Tour, yes. Uh, and we asked him if they would play the podcast theme song on this year's <laughs> tour, and uh, of course I have no memory of... <laughs> You know, four months ago, five months ago. So I said, well, what did he say? (laughs) And Jacinta said, uh, Bermuda said, I don't know. Who would know that besides all the fans that listen to your show? And I said, and then Ethan, I said, well, Jim should know it. (laughs) And then Bermuda said, and how much money do you have? Because we have a tip jar and you write your request on the back of a $100 bill. There's two of you, so that would be $200. That might sway our decision. No, I don't know. It's not in the set list, so I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so for the record, we did not pay a hundred dollars each. At least I did not. Not pay yet. <laughs> so we might be uh, getting a check in the mail. A bill in the mail. Yeah, a bill in the mail. <laughs> the bills in the mail. Hey, yo, beautiful. <laughs> so um, uh, interesting. So I guess uh, we uh, Weird Al saved us two hundred dollars, which I thought was very nice. Yeah, that's very Thank nice. You. That's very generous. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I did uh, I did write something down but then I wrote over it so I'm not sure what I wrote uh, but I did notice that um, during Amish Paradise uh, there was a lot of I could hear the audience singing along to it oh yeah I'm trying to see I don't know what I wrote uh, so I don't know if we went through but it's Unplugged Medley is Amish Paradise smells like Nirvana White and Nerdy Word Crimes Yoda Yoda Chant Yoda and um I noticed during word crimes. Well, before we get to word crimes, I did. This is the second flub of the evening. That okay, let's hear. Where it smells like Nirvana. Um, he said, where he says, "Crank the volume." Uh, he usually says, "Crank the volume." Ears are bleeding. Yeah. He said, "Crank the volume." Ears are singing. Huh. 
So I didn't catch that. Well, I did catch that because it smells. In case anyone, again, in case anyone doesn't ever listen to this podcast, they may not know this this information. But it smells like Nirvana is my favorite Weird Al song. Oh, so I, I didn't even know you quite, liked Weird Al. I was quite familiar with the lyrics to that one, <laughs> so I've listened to that song a lot. So yes, I definitely picked up. But that was the second. Well, there uh, are a couple. That I noticed like. Uh, when uh, he says the crowbar line, doesn't isn't the original lyric "I smack a crowbar upside your stupid head" in the original song? It might be. Uh, he does not say "stupid head." He just says "smack a crowbar upside your head" huh. during the unplu- unplugged version. I've noticed that every time. Um, but during word crimes, um, before Steve does his part, Al would point to Steve. I don't know if he'd done that before, and if he had, I hadn't noticed it. So I wrote that down. Um, and then the show ended, unfortunately, after Yoda chant and Yoda. Dave's currently conversing with Frank, trying to get some clarity on something. Yeah, I don't have, don't have too much to add other than, uh, it was white and nerdy word crimes and Yoda with the Yoda chant. Uh, I guess, um, yeah, the only other thing I noticed, uh, there was a lot of cheers during when uh, the newest part of the Yoda chant is the lion sleeps tonight, and that actually got people quite love a, that. Quite yeah, quite a few cheers in the audience. So that's the, what I uh, I had noticed for that particular um, part of of the Yoda chant. So uh, oh, and the other thing I noticed is that uh, there were, although of course Dave Nathan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast does not condone this, there were people uh, in the audience that were trying to. Um, they had made an announcement earlier, you know, no video recording, no no photos. He said, and then they kind of backtracked on this. Said, if you do take photos, make them quick. You know, don't bother the people. By. So mm-hmm. uh, there were people that were trying to take a video of the uh, the encore I mean, of the uh, medley. You know, yes, the entire medley. Uh, and uh, at some point, you know, there was a woman walking around. I called her the video police. And she started scolding people and making them, you know, put away their phones. So. I saw one guy. He kept scolding this same person, and he he would uh, he went like this, like he would point at them, and then he'd do this, Dave, like so uh, cutting, yeah, make slicing across his neck, like, yeah, like, like cut it out, cut it out. Um, so at the end of the show, as uh, um, you know, during the standing ovation. Um, Jim had his phone out and he was kind of taking pictures or filming as he was walking off the stage. Yeah, I did notice that. Oh, and Frank just sent me, just uh, passed me a note and he said that Ethan is correct. The lyrics to Word Crimes do say smack a crowbar upside your stupid head. Yes, so he does not say stupid in the unplugged medley version. I did not notice that. Um, Hmm. Good catch. Yes, so I also uh, wrote this down because, you know, I... It seems like Al likes to just kind of mix up what quote-unquote solos happen during the show. And I thought of a great one. He could do what what I call a Dave and Ethan solo. And if he okay. called a Dave and Ethan solo... What would we do? We would stand and just start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be funny. <laughs> And I would, or if Al happens to listen to this, uh, I would totally be down. Or alternately, if he calls out a Dave and Ethan solo, Dave could just pass out and faint. <laughs> and then Ethan will work on giving Dave CPR <laughs> and call nine one one. And so, 
Um, that's the last note I took. Is uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I had that idea. And, I mean, uh, after this, after the the uh, concert, you know, we were hanging back a little bit before we got asked to, to leave. You got to talk a little bit to Jacinta, who had yeah. We're like, we're never we're talking. <laughs> we're never like trying to be nefarious, but we just like we like to hang around and, and we and just like to chat. Like we're so excited to see our friends and stuff. You know, so we hang back with Johnny and Heather. Yeah, so it's like, but this happens every show though. Like. We're talking in our seats. They kick us out of the seats. Then we're in the back of the theater, and we get kicked out of there. Then we're by the merch, and then once the merch is done, we get kicked out of there. So it's like we just keep slowly moving towards the exit. Yeah, so, right. So, I mean, we, we did eventually make our way out to the lobby. Uh, I know that uh, Alicia and Gus wanted some merchandise, so we're hanging back in the lobby, letting them pick up their merchandise. Jackie did pick up a piece of merchandise as well, which we will use for the podcast at some point. And while um, and you guys were taking, like, a group picture um, <laughs> without me... Um, well, you disappeared. Well, uh, our friend uh, who we met through, Johnny Cat, who lives literally um, in the building connected to the Chevalier Theater, was there, and she wanted to come in to say hi to us, but the security was not letting her in, uh, so I was over there trying to help get her in, and... Um, then she's like, oh, your friends are taking a selfie without you. I was like, what? <laughs> so I went over. <laughs> sure enough, you guys were. We were. Um, but we did get to meet up with her and uh, a guy who was with her who didn't look like her brother who I met. So I'm assuming that was her boyfriend. Uh, we did get to meet up after the show and, and talk to her for a little bit, which she's like in the process of moving. But she said that um, because she is in the building attached to the theater – she was able to go out in the hallway and <laughs> listen and could hear the concert. So she just like brought some pillows out and just like listened to wow. the concert. <laughs> it was just so cool. Wow. Like can you imagine Weird Al playing in a venue attached to where you live? That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. So cool. Yeah, so I mean after the concert, of course, you know, we love to hang out and just chat with people. So we're hanging outside. Alicia, Gus, uh, Johnny, Heather, Jackie, you, me. Just hanging out and we talked for a long time just yeah. discussing the concert talking just all different stuff and just it was great to get to really great to spend a lot of time with uh, people we tend yeah got to have a good conversation with I mean, yeah and sometimes people that we you know get to talk to online but we don't live close to them right. so it's it's nice to to hang out and yeah, hanging uh, out and just chatting up and, although there were people hanging out for nefarious pur- purposes yeah, there, were, there, there were people well it's not super ne- I, you know they were trying to meet Al or band members. They were waiting by the bus. Um, and I think I counted like 20, 25 wow. people at one point. That many? Wow. And uh, it slowly dissipated. And then at one yeah. point, security just made everyone leave. Yeah, it's, there's no point in hanging out by the buses. We, weren't hang, we were not hanging out by the buses. We were hanging out in front of the theater. Yeah. Like, far away from the buses. Uh, On a public sidewalk uh, where yeah. we could not get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get caught for loitering or something. Though. But it is fun to watch the people waiting for the bus. It's buses. pretty cool. You know, we're hanging out. Uh, uh, you know, people leaving. You know, get it with their signed posters and excited. And we just got to talk to Weird Al. You know, we just got to. It is fun to see the. It's kind of yeah. You see everyone walking out. And then Jacinta did come out, and she was with her friend Barb, who I think she said she's known since she was younger. Yeah, like middle school or something. Yeah, so we got to meet Jacinta and Barb. Or we got to see Jacinta. Yeah, we actually met them uh, briefly inside. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but we got we to get actually to talk to chat for a, for a second. Yeah. And, so uh, we were just hanging out outside, and uh, just it was 
fun. And, and it's fun. Good, fun. It's fun, good company, and, um, you know, just talking weird house stuff. And All right. Yeah. Now we're here. Now we're here. So, again, uh, that was our first show at the Chevalier Theater in Medford, and we don't have far to go tomorrow. No. I mean, we're staying like we're 10 st- minutes from the venue. <laughs> So, uh, so we'll be back again tomorrow for show number two, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be different. It, at least that's what was advertised. It would be different. Yeah. So, so I we'll I, I do wonder. This is the first two show day, so we'll, we'll, I have we'll. to assume we're going to get Albuquerque. Um, I have to assume we're going to get all the other songs that weren't played. Yeah, we should go um, through. Uh, we should go through the spreadsheet and, and figure yeah, out. Yeah, I bet uh, we could. But could we could guess. probably guess the set, li- at least guess the songs that are going to be there tomorrow. And uh, I do wonder, is the unplugged medley going to be any different? Uh, Who knows? We'll have to, we're going to find out. Um, well, somebody knows, but not us. At least right. not yet. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so I think that's it. Uh, we'll catch you up all on tomorrow's activities on the next episode, episode 10 centimeter. <laughs> That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 9 Centimeter. Dave, I didn't see you at FonzieCon this year. Why'd you stop going? Eh, it jumped the shark.